0: So I'm going to be telling you guys why Spotify needed to cave to the pressure in relation to the Joe Rogan situation. It's stuff that not no not nobody's really talking about and nobody could really quite understand unless unless someone like me who's so heavily involved in this type of world. And I'll be explaining that stuff to you guys. Also, the criminal investigation against Andrew Cuomo gets dropped. Schools implement BLM Week of Action to destroy the nuclear family. And Trump reacts to Jeff Zucker's resignation, calling him a world-class sleep. So before we get into this, obviously guys, go listen to the Flips of the show, the Joey Saladino show, and all the podcast apps. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you can get your podcast apps. That's where we are. You can go subscribe there and rate five stars. Also, if you're watching the show, you can just click all the engagement buttons and subscribe. That helps out too. It's the only way this show can grow. So let's get right into this. So criminal investigations against Andrew Cuomo have been dropped. Now, I've been saying this from day one. That I believe he resigned due to a deal that he had underneath the, the table that will exonerate him eventually of criminal charges so this way he wouldn't go to jail. Despite the evidence of what him and his brother have done, um, I, I, I was, when I was covering this over time, I would constantly say wow, this is surprising that there's actually some type of investigation. Wow, this is surprising that he actually stepped down. This is surprising that Cuomo got suspended or, or fired from CNN. Like, this is surprising because I would always say I believe this was part of a deal. Now it looks like I might have been right. So let's read. As expected, Andrew Cuomo uh, has weaseled his way out of a criminal investigation into an alleged sexual assault. Uh, okay, they're... They, whatever. Um... They are dropping it, saying that there's no sufficient legal basis to move forward with the charges. And then Cuomo tweeted out a photo of uh, he says Rita Galvin Ari e. Aswad announcement that his investigation has been dropped. The photographic evidence from the AG's report hid from the public indisputably shows that Andrew Co Go- uh, Go- Andrew Governor Cuomo uh, did not act. Improperly, truth and the rule of law prevailed, not politics or mob mentality. I don't know who specifically said that, but one photo frame of evidence, in my opinion is not proof that you didn't do any wrongdoing, especially considering that there was probably hours before and after this one particular frame of a million frames worth of life uh, at that event happened. Uh, don't know how that exonerates you. According to Post Oates, uh, also said in the statement that after 20 years of special victim cases, he believes that Virginia limited accus- he believes the accusations. He stressed that the lack of charges should in no way cast a positive light on the former governor. So, is this the person who? Okay, that that was so. that literally, the district attorney said that he believes the woman, but doesn't have the evidence. So, uh, and that's it. You know, case closed. You know, let's all go home. And he's even saying, don't make this, this is why. See, if Cuomo, if, if he was so innocent, because remember when this first started to happen, he was so gun ho I am not, I'm not caving to the mob, I'm not stepping down, I did nothing wrong, look, I hug and touch people all the time, and then all of a sudden he steps down. Hmm, why, why, why? In my opinion, it was so clear that it was a, a deal, a bargain that he made, For him in exchange for him to step down. That is my opinion. And kind of if you connect all the pieces, you might be able to put that puzzle together. And especially now, if it's coming out, look, see, I was innocent. Well, then why'd you step down? (laughs) Convenient, huh? So schools implement BLM Week of Action to destroy the nuclear family. Now I'm going to play this video for you that uh, NEA put out. I guess this is some Black Lives Matter video. It is honestly the funniest, most ridiculous thing I've seen, and I only watched the first, like, 10 seconds of it, and I paused it, and I was like, let me me just talk about this on the show. So let's watch. And I'm going to describe it as we go so we don't get flagged.
1: Black Lives Matter at school. We are coming together.
0: Okay, I just want to pause it real quick. First off, everybody in this video is wearing masks, and they're all walking in uniform, completely spaced out. They one either look like zombies or Hitler youth. Uh, OK, let's continue playing.
1: across race and place to ensure every black student.:
0: this, this one shot quite literally looks like the Walking Dead. It's a pan from the sky down to the ground of people just looking dead straight ahead of them. You know, staggered across, walking towards the camera. Like, I swear, like, they're quite, they quite literally look like, like, robots.
1: To ensure every black student and educator can live, grow, and thrive.
0: Despite being outside, every single being in this video is wearing a mask.
1: With support and love and joy. We We demand a re-examination.
0: We demand! Like, Jesus Christ! They're they're robots. They're robots.
1: ...of zero-tolerance policies. Students need restorative justice, counselors, and more educators who look like them. They deserve a curriculum that reflects their history and tells the truth. When students, families, and educators come together to ensure racial justice in public schools, It strengthens the entire community. Black Lives Matter at school can spark an ongoing movement of reflection, conversation, and action. Take the pledge.
0: Geez, now this whole Black Lives Matter organization is really getting out of hand. They went from being a money funneling scheme to the Democrats to just pocketing that money in their own pockets. Now they're just working their way into schools. They're taking this to the next level extreme. Like I get it. Oh, oh, you want to be more inclusive, talk about stuff. Oh, okay, that's fine. Whatever. But it's like the, the, the black lives matter like essence now. Like if there wasn't enough crap associated to it. This, this I I would be saying the same exact thing similarly. Similarly, I if if there was a maga pledge or a maga at school, I would even be against that. I would say, you know what? There's a time and place for that type of partisan politics. Uh, I don't think that we should be even putting MAGA in school like that. Let alone Black Lives Matter. The quite literally the ringleaders of four years, five years, six, seven, eight years worth of actual legit rioting and actual insurrections at city capitals, okay? Literally. Not figure not not made up stuff, a bunch of people quite literally cleaning up and being led into places by police. I'm talking about like actual violent. Disruptions. So let's read. School across the United States introduced the Black Lives Matter uh, at School Week of Action curriculum, which calls for the disruption of the Western nuclear family dynamics. Starting Monday, the Week of Action has popped up in schools from Washington to Massachusetts. The Black Lives Matter at School website features a Week of Action starter kit, which includes a list of four national demands, like funding counselors, not cops, and mandating Black history and ethic studies. First off uh who knows maybe there are problems when it comes to the old cops and counselors in, in dealing with these you know more ghetto type of schools i don't really know too much about what's going on there but there should still be cops at those types of schools don't act like there shouldn't remember that kid who brought a gun to school that that african-american boy and he was you know let out the next day and you know they had a party for him uh you know Kids like that bring guns to schools. And those types of schools, kids bringing knives to school all the time. It's dan- it, it, I, for reasons, those schools can be very tough and dangerous types of, of schools. Listen, I went to public school and I went to Catholic school my my life. And, you know, in better neighborhoods, obviously. And even then, occasionally, there'll be a kid bringing a knife into his school. Not, just because the kid thinks they're cool. You know what I mean? In these types of areas, there's like gang wars and gang rivalries. They actually end up using that stuff. Uh, So let's read. Um, The Week of Action curriculum also focuses on 13 Black Lives Matter guiding principles, which involves concepts like black villages and globalism. The starter kit says that black villages is disrupting the Western nuclear family dynamic and a return to the collective uh, village that takes care of each other. Globalism is the is our ability to see how we are impacting our privilege within the black global family that exists across the world in different regions, the kid reads. Uh, someone tweets out, schools across America implementing Black Lives Matter at school week action curriculum that calls for the disruption of Western nuclear family dynamics, huh? If anything, the Western nuclear family dynamics could benefit these types of communities because they... Uh, obviously I'm not an expert on this type of stuff, but when you, when you picture nuclear family, when you hear nuclear family and picture nuclear family, you picture a mom and a dad, the dad works, the mom stays home to take care of the kids. Uh, You know, little Jimmy, little Susie and a dog. Okay. Like that, in my opinion, I don't think that there's really much wrong with that, and at least use that as a baseline, a starting baseline uh, for your family. And and there's one thing that's that's there that that is so important, especially to these, you know, these groups. Uh, it's that there's a full family there, okay, and there's a family structure there. And everyone in the family has their job and their role within the family. Maybe there are times where the mom is the worker because she's got a good job and the dad stays at home and takes care of the kids. Maybe they're both working a little bit here and there, but, you know, maybe the mom's working part-time, with just the dad's working part-time, whatever it is. Regardless, there is a structure there and a family structure there to help maintain and sustain and help grow a family and help the younglings go out into the real world uh, better prepared with the, the right lessons being taught and the right sheltering being taught. Um, but, you know, hey, 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 that's racist. That's that's racist. So we can't have that. In a statement, the Parents Defending Education Vice Principal of Investigation, whatever, said, uh, most rational thinkers agree that public schools should not be a home for political activism from any side of the political aisle. But public schools across America from Boston to Seattle have opened their doors uh, for activist teaching from the divi- uh, div- uh, divisive Black Lives Matter political organization. Under the cover of a week of action called Black Lives Matter at school, children as young as five years old are being trained how to be political activists, they added. What we are witnessing is state-sponsored political indoctrination, using coloring books, downloadable slideshows, and contests to teach the next generation social justice activism in the program's own words. We need radicalization out of schools, especially as children struggle with learning across the pandemic and reading and writing and arithmetic back in schools, she added. How about this? We can start with this. Dear BLM, dear Democrats, you guys can start by helping out the black community and and any type of lower income community you can start by reopening schools and sending kids back to school and sending teachers back to work. That, If you want to do any good right now at this current point in time that people on both sides of the aisle would be able to support, you can start doing that because that's the one thing right now holding a lot of people back is trying to juggle a full-time job while watching the kids. Okay, That's one of the hardest things right now that they're dealing with because it leads to other problems it's it's the catalyst to other problems okay it's a disruption in how the how this our society was kind of built to function so you can start by doing that and you can put this bs to the side actually teach kids things to learn don't teach kids about black and white and and this and that and the system and globalism and oppression shut the fuck up about that shit okay enough stop teaching that bull crap teach the kids how to read teach the kids how to write teach the kids how to properly conduct yourself in a business meeting teach the kids to pull up their pants and buckle up their waist listen this is an anecdotal situation uh in my in my area it's it's a it's i'll say upper middle class area i live in right now and i saw these you know these two kids um And their pants were really low. They were walking with a limp. They had ripped up Jordans, you know. Based on how they were dressed, I said, well, these kids look like they're from the wrong side of town. And, you know, when you see someone walking with those types of clothes, walking the way they did in the middle of the street they did uh, with no consideration for the cars or other people passing them by, then you look right next to them and it's a well-adjusted person with, you know— Their 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 pants at a normal length. Their their shirts ironed. And my girlfriend, my fiance, looks at me and says, "That's racist. Why would you say that? Is that because you know they're black?" And I'm like, well, I'm not saying that at all because they're black. I'm like, you're the racist one for assuming it was because they're a black. I'm quite literally saying it because if you can compare this person to that person as they're walking by the streets based on how they're dressing, how they're acting and what they're doing, it has nothing to do with their skin color. Because guess what? I can go into that that store right now and I can pick you out a black person that I would say like, yes, that person belongs in this side of town based on how they dress. I, I can go do that. But I'm talking about other factors not relating to their race, okay? And I think that's a good point for me to make right now because kids are being taught in school, people are being taught that race is the determining factor of how you judge a person, <laughs> nothing else. And that race is the most important thing when it's actually not. Teach a kid how to how to conduct themselves properly in real life. Don't teach them that everything is racist, What's going to, how, what will help a kid more? Teaching them how to buckle their pants and tie a tie or tell them everything is racist. Riddle me this. So Trump reacts to Jeff Zucker's resignation, calls him a world-class sleaze bag. So let's read let's read the exact statements and what's going on here we're loading in. So Brian Stelter of CNN tweeted out Jeff Sucker just announced his resignation to a stunned CNN uh, as part of an investigation to Chris Cromwell's tenure at CNN, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my closest colleague, someone I have worked with for more than 20 years. I acknowledge that the relationship evolved and began in a relationship. I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't. I was wrong. As a result, I am resigning today. I came to CNN on January 28, 2013. Together, we had a had uh, nine great years. I certainly wish my tenure here had ended differently, but it was amazing. It was uh, I was in. It was an amazing run, and I loved every minute. I'm grateful. Okay, I don't really care about what else. That you're grateful, happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, Now, let's see. Where is Trump's response? So let's read. After sleeping with the staff, CNN's president, Jeff Zucker, has resigned from his post. Zucker was allegedly unable to disclose the details of the consensual relationship between the president and a CNN employee. Um, I don't see there's anything wrong. If it was actually a consensual relationship, I really don't know what's wrong there unless he was maybe cheating on his wife but still that should have nothing to do with your job as part of his okay uh they're just re- reiterating what he said the incredible irony is unbearable while well, investigation investigating one scandal at cnn regarding chris cuomo yet another was uncovered cnn is a scandal minefield nearly impossible to walk in any direction without someone's career being ruined in a statement reacting to zucker's resignation the 45th president of the united states called the former cnn figurehead a war- world-class sleazebag zucker and the former president often butt heads while trump was in the oval office though zucker and trump do something uh of a uh, do have something of a history together zucker in 2000 was also the president of nbc where he introduced trump's reality show the apprentice to the channel zucker is a world-class sleazebag who ha- has headed ratings uh with real news Challenge challenged cnn for far too long and was terminated for numerous numerous of reasons but predominantly because CNN has lost its way with viewers and everybody else, uh, now is, is a chance to put fake news in the backseat because there are many uh, not may, may not be anything more important than straighten out the horrendous lamestream media in this country. And in the case of CNN throughout the world, Jeff Zucker is gone. Congratulations to all, Trump said in his statement. Now, it does seem like CNN has been doing a lot of restructuring Lately, and they need to with all the scandals that have been going on with them recently, uh, you know. So they're you know fired some people, got rid of some people from the top down or the bottom up. However, it's going down. And for the for the health of the nation and health of the world, I hope CNN does go in a direction that's more real news, and they get rid of a bunch of the fake news people. And I think. They're starting to see that they need to make that shift as the ratings come back and they're just completely abysmal, which means they're not going to be able to sell ads, uh, which means that they're going to end up losing money. But I wouldn't be surprised if the establishment machine just keeps propping them up because it's having that type of uh, mainstream media outlet be your mouthpiece for whatever you want is more valuable than anything an advertiser can pay. You know, it's more valuable to the establishment than anything they can pay. So I'm gonna tell you guys why Spotify needed to add a warning to Joe Rogan's podcast. Now, this is this is there's a lot to get into here, a lot to unpack, and I'm gonna break down the story for you in the term events that happened. Now I'm only saying this because I notice a lot of conservatives are extremely mad at Spotify. And I guess they have a reason to be upset. But I just want to say, hold your outrage. Hold your boycott of Spotify until you listen to this in its entirety. I don't want to read comments of people saying, but what about this when I address that five minutes into the video, okay? So hold your comments, hold your outrage until you watch this in its entirety. And then if you're going to say something stupid, think about it before you say it because I don't want to have to sit through the comments and just completely destroy and roast everyone in the comments because you're wrong, okay? Enough with my big head. Uh (laughs) That might be a little too mean and aggressive. So what happened was, is Joe Rogan moved to Spotify. He left his other platforms, moved his show to Spotify, and they they paid him a heavy, heavy bag. When this was happening, Joe Rogan made it very clear, and he stated many times that he cared a lot about the integrity of his show. He cared a lot about not being censored. He cared a lot about not being told what to do. And he liked Spotify because they literally came in, and and he and he and they said to him you know do what you want continue what you're doing we're not going to tell you to do anything we just want you to show here you know f- summarize it what happened was when that happened spotify employees threatened to boycott because they didn't like joe rogan because he interviewed people of all different types of it's crazy how you cannot like joe rogan He literally is whoever wants to come on a show that's interesting he allows on and he asks people on the left and the right to come on all the time but because the left doesn't like to actually go out there and talk because the more the left talks the more people hate them and see through their bullshit obviously they're not going to like a open platform of a platform of discussion open to just about anyone interesting left or right so people at spotify ended up um you know uh you know uh, going on strike and blah 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 and boycott started and spotify kept reiterating the statement that they're not gonna bow down to the demand and this was going on for a year and a half i think ever since joe rogan moved to spotify spotify the vast majority of the time as much as they possibly could backed Joe Rogan, okay? And they backed Joe Rogan up until the point of just a few days ago to the fullest of extent, okay? Now, I'm going to uh, go into Spotify's market cap real quick. Spotify has a market cap of $36 billion. For comparison, Apple has a market cap of nearly $3 trillion. Apple technically can buy Spotify, and it would look like a rounding error on their numbers. And I'm only saying this because we need to be able to identify who big tech is. What is Who is big tech? I would say Twitter would classify, even though Twitter—let's see, Twitter market cap— even though Twitter's market cap is actually less than Spotify, I would put Twitter in that big tech category only because they the amount of influence that they have. Facebook's on there. Obviously, they got, like, what, over a trillion dollars. Google, like, nearly two trillion. Amazon, you're at over almost two trillion. Uh, Apple, you got nearly three trillion. I would say those would be the big tech bulimates. I don't consider Spotify in that big tech bulimates category only because of the comparison and the influence that they have as a platform comparatively. They are a big tech company, and they're 30-something, however many billion, 16 billion dollars, still a crap load of money. But when it comes to their influence that they have over our everyday lives, it is minuscule, if not zero. Because when it comes to Apple and Google, what other phone are we going to get that's going to be able to satisfy our demands and our needs? What other social medias are we gonna use that are gonna satisfy our demands and needs? Very few options unless you get into the alternative crap tech area okay you know but I'm not gonna get into that. There's some good stuff there and, I, and I'm high hopes for that stuff but you you guys get what I what, what I'm trying to say you know i'm I'm doing this from a Mac with a PC over the Microsoft and I'm using probably several big tech companies in order to get this show out to you guys okay Just want to say that okay? Now, Spotify had Rogan's back even after the Neil Young incident and other people came out and boycotted. It was only until government officials started to go live on air that Spotify ended up saying, okay, we'll add a COVID warning. Why would they do that? It seemed like for a year and a half, two years, however long it's been, they never cared about the outrage mob mob coming for them. They never cared about the Twitter idiots saying they're going to boycott. They never cared about their own employees saying they're going to boycott. They never cared about the mainstream media calling for boycotts. They never did. But now all of a sudden, what I've noticed is when government officials went on CNN talking about Joe Rogan and the threat that, you know, that – poised to the country and the world, and we're all going to die from misinformation. It was only until then Spotify said, shit, okay, we'll add a COVID warning. Now think to yourself, why? I believe it's because they did not want the government to come and step in and demand That Spotify enforced these rules. I think it was because they didn't want the government to come in and tell Apple. Apple, we need you to remove Spotify from the App Store. Google, we need you to remove Spotify from the App Store. And using the real big tech as an extension of government to kind of force Spotify either get woke or actually get broke. That they that they were trying to strong arm Spotify, and it quite literally took all the power of the mainstream media, all the power that the Democrats had at hand, in order to get Spotify to do this. And there are many people mad at Spotify, saying to themselves, "They cave, they cave. I'm boycotting. Never again." Honestly. I would be funding Spotify even more. I would, I would actually now pay for a subscription. The fact that they, ha- they held on for so long to the point where it was literally going to be like your company is actually going to completely go out of business or you add a COVID warning. And they held out for that long. You know, maybe maybe some of you guys, well, then they removed Milo Yiannopoulos' podcast. Who cares about that? That's meaningless, to be completely honest with you, okay? I don't care about that stuff. We're talking about right now, we're talking about what's in the forefront, where the bulk of the heat is right now. I'm sure they had their reasonings for other stuff, maybe when it comes to advertisers and stuff. You know, you can't get 100%. But if it wasn't for Spotify, we also got to be thinking of this. If it wasn't for Spotify, Joe Rogan will be in the abysses of the internet just like Alex Jones. Okay? Why? YouTube would have removed him in a heartbeat. If he had those videos of Dr. Robert Malone or those other doctors coming in talking about the vaccines and made clips about certain segments on there, all those videos would have been flagged, he would have been demonetized, and he would have been completely booted off of YouTube. I'm I'm 95% certain that would have happened. But since he's on Spotify, he's on a platform that the government and these big tech organizations cannot touch. Also, not to mention, credit card processors would have dumped Spotify. They would have said, Visa would have said, MasterCard would have said, we're no longer going to be processing payments for you. Apple would have said, we're no longer processing payments for you if they do process the payments. I don't know. They have Apple Pay, so... they would have done everything they can to completely destroy that company. Now, there are many conservatives out there saying, well, they got no backbone. They should have just stuck to it and went out of business. That is the dumbest thing you can possibly do. If you have a platform that's actually on your side, you need to do as much as you can to play by their rules In order. There are conservatives out there who believe sinking with the boat is the best choice you could make instead of going to a lifeboat Boat, surviving, but you get on the lifeboat, and they're like, you need to put on a wig in order to survive. Well, I don't want to put on a wig. Well, you're going to have to if you want to stay in the lifeboat. If not, go down and sink with that ship. Okay, you know what? I'll put the wig on so I can live another day to fight another day. Would you rather know Joe Rogan, or would you rather Joe Rogan with a little minuscule warning on it that quite literally nobody is going to read, and even if they do read, nobody's going to listen to you? or to it, like weigh your pros and cons here, weigh what this company actually has been, you know, battling against for two years. They've taken so much heat, so much heat, and they stood by Joe Rogan as much as possible until they just quite literally couldn't anymore. You just can't. And that's the reason why we dance within the rules all the time when I make these podcasts. Because would you rather hear me or see me pop up in your algorithm and you learn something new about something, or would you rather me not exist at all? Those are your options. And, hey, it's it's not... (laughs) It's nobody's fault but those people at the top that are controlling this type of situation. This, This is the situation that we are currently in, and this is the situation we need to currently navigate. And completely just becoming a martyr and destroying yourself and no longer existing in the space of the battle, you're doing more harm than any type of good. How many people have completely fell into obscurity when they've been completely banned off the internet? And their influence has been completely eradicated and erased. My influence, for the most part, not completely eradicated and erased, but I, I was banned on Twitter. I was getting over a quarter billion impressions a month on Twitter when they banned me. I would have been at well over a million followers by now on Twitter. I would have been incredibly popular. I would be the one that you would be seeing hosting your events, that you're, these Republican events, and going on stage. i will probably be hanging out with Trump right now, to be completely honest with you. That's how big my influence was and was growing. And they said, nope, we don't like that anymore over on Twitter. But I never gave up the fight. I decided, let me go to the other platforms and try to play with the net rules and grow something there. And guess what? On YouTube, I had to jump channels multiple times to try to keep this podcast going. I'm trying to push you guys to the Apple podcast, Spotify podcast. Go subscribe there and listen. I'm trying to move as many of you guys over to places where there's less censorship so this way I don't completely fall into obscurity, and this way you guys can continue listening and hearing what I say. So before you go out there and say uh, Spotify caved like they always do or like every other company does, just understand what they dealt with, understand how much they defended Rogan, and also understand the consequences if they weren't to add that one little non-consequential warning. Okay? if If Spotify was, like, Rogan's still on the platform, okay? You're still going to be hearing Joe Rogan completely uncensored with no restrictions, with no one telling him what he can and can't say anymore. You're You're not getting that. And all that there needs to be is a little warning there. Like, these are the options. These are the options. Dear Spotify, you can either put a warning there... Or you're not going to have a business anymore, which means no more Joe Rogan, which means no more spot like, okay, you know what? My back's against the wall at this point. There's nothing more I can do. I, like, you have to, you have to, you just have to, okay? And live the fight another day. And then maybe two, three years from now, you can remove that warning. Maybe two, three years from now, you're bigger, you're more established. Maybe the big tech industry has kind of shifted and now you don't got to deal with that bullshit but jumping off the bridge is not going to help okay i hope i hope this makes sense and i hope people understand this because we're faced with these types of situations very commonly and it happens a lot and it happens a lot to different types of scales and i think and it's mostly dealing with the people That I see over on Getter. It's the reason why those are the ones that have the more radical, uh, extreme opinions. And before my computer dies, uh, I'm going to pull up some of the the stuff. Uh, I'm just going to see what some people are replying to as we end this show. Uh, I said if Joe Rogan wasn't on Spotify, he would be banned to the abyss with Alex Jones. Someone said a new bill in Oklahoma will fire teachers. Okay, whatever. Joe Rogan was huge before Spotify. I actually stopped listening to him for a while because I assumed Spotify is a team commie and they were going to use his power to persuade him uh, to push their propaganda. Um, well, that never happened. Spotify was on the list of corporations that joined together against the GA voter integrity laws. I know because I canceled my account over it, which is painful. I loved my Spotify playlist. Was, uh, whatever. Uh, okay, I- I'm sure I don't know the exact... Um specifics of that so i, I won't even get into that because we're not talking about that specifically actually he would be just fine spotify is not the only platform podcast in the podcast world bro maybe explain your knowledge about the internets um well see i already i just explained this um youtube would kick him off facebook would kick him off um if spotify was going to get shut down apple probably would not allow his podcast on there either and neither would google And then Joe Rogan, honestly, his show would probably still be pretty big, but it would be like InfoWars.com. That's the only way you can ever hear or listen to Alex Jones is going to InfoWars.com. You would have to go to JoeRogan.com. You would not be seeing him pop up on your Explore page anymore. You would not see—his discoverability will crash and burn to exactly zero. Now, I've also posted this. After supporting Joe Rogan against censorship since he joined the platform, Spotify was left with two options. Get shut down by the government or to add a COVID warning. I don't think it's fair to rip on Spotify without realizing the options they faced. And this same person has said, explain in detail how the government can shut down Spotify and not just the pressure or BS media doing their dirty work. In detail, uh, how can they do that legally? I'll wait. Um, and what this person did not see is that I replied to my own post saying, by shutting them down, I mean pressure when prompted by Google and Apple to remove them from the app store and credit card processors would drop them. I think this pe- see these people, they, they, they're, 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 they're reading too much into the exactness of it, and not just the pressure or BS media doing their dirty work. In detail, how can they legally all wait? Like, that's not the point I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that we'll be shut down due to the government's doing that i'm not saying that it's going to be legally how can the government legally shut down the economy to add, riddle me that doesn't matter they did it anyway with the help of big corporations duh like it uh, doesn't need to be legal when you think wrong with the dumb democrats so their opinions were catapulted to government or lose their business gotcha meanwhile soldiers are being dishonored or discharged for refusing the vaccination cops are being fired for refusing vaccinations yow, yow, pardon me uh, if not crying my eyes out because Spotify bent over and took it up the ass because the government said, squeal. Uh, they're not heroes sting up for government anywhere. so no, I won't simply understand why a company like Spotify uh, capit- capitulates. I don't know why, what v- forcing people to be vaccinated has anything to do with Spotify, if anything that shows the fact that the government will stop at nothing to destroy others uh, and force people into getting vaccinated or else it's like when you same thing when you when you're left with those choices, Hey, it's either you get vaccinated or you're going to lose your job and be thrown to the streets and you're not going to be able to provide for your family. Some people are saying, well, I'm at the point where I need to cut my losses. I have to get vaccinated because I don't have a choice anymore. The government has left me with no choice. Spotify is in a similar situation as all these people that this guy has just listed here. Someone said, good point. Thank you for fucking understanding your willingness to submit and repeatedly telling people that they should too and have no problem with it is un-american and frightening to be so adamant that everyone should comply or be happy about it makes me wonder who you're really advocating for wef dns adl ccp yeah I'm, I'm working for the ccp and the dnc and the adl that's that's who i'm working for that's why our show makes quite literally zero dollars that's why i'm banned off of twitter that's why i'm posting on getter to begin with that's why this show literally has a thousand followers on youtube because we had to move channels so many times that's why you know who cares about my my consistent logic Who cares about the points that I'm making about how this company was actually in support of Joe Rogan and and anti-censorship for so long until the point where they're quite literally being threatened to get shut down? You know, oh, I'm un-American for pointing out that fact that they're left with no choice. I think Rohan was a class act on this, too. Liberals have no class. Just Okay, whatever. They're a Swedish company operating under Swedish laws. Joey is correct in the ways Spotify would get canceled through private businesses. Um, it doesn't matter. They're operating in the U.S. You know they'll have to abide by some U.S. regulations as well if they want to work here. So I don't understand what has to do you know being Swedish. You know they might get shut down in America, but their company still operating in Sweden. Like, but who cares? You know I'm sure the vast majority of their business is over here than Sweden. Uh, the, fa- the, the, founders of the country sacrificed more than that. What's the price? His freedom is too expes- expensive. The government isn't supposed to be able to shut them down, but that, uh, but that was when the government was playing by the rules. This dictatorship does exactly what it wants to. You're going to see soon the WH, okay, the person just, these people over these, I feel I feel these people over on getter just really, they're like, if you were to take the, the radical left on twitter that just is emotional and just starts freaking out these people on getter i'm not everyone on getter are the the right-wing equivalent um i would have preferred to get shut down by the government so it could look so it can go to court the government would lose they can force or limit speech like that i mean obviously this person missed those other comments it wasn't actually about you know i, I don't have to go into that um uh, we have really come to the part of the day where the government can shut down a private company for violating its terms of service, question mark. Why are we assuming Spotify isn't just part of the woke Marxist machine? Uh, why isn't Spotify part of the woke Marxist machine? And the one thing that I would say they have going for them that makes them not part of that woke Marxist machine would be the fact that they have Joe Rogan on their platform and they don't censor him. And You know, over the years, now they have to come to the COVID warming or they get shut down. If they were part of the woke Marxist machine, they wouldn't have signed someone like Joe Rogan. And they wouldn't have defended him so much until the point of their company being completely uh, ruined, okay? That's the only thing I'm saying uh, as of right now in this time, I don't believe they're part of that Marxist machine for that particular reason. Like, that's the apex reasoning in my opinion. They have a private company. The government has literally zero authority to shut them down. I said they had zero authority to lock people in their homes, but yet here we are. <laughs> uh, Biden's government takes power knowing that they aren't supposed to. Okay, okay whatever. Um, obviously, these people are missing the point. They're taking it uh, way too literally. The government can't shut them down. Someone, someone else said there is – oh, come on. Someone said, there's no way they faced shutdown by government. I said, not nah, direct shutdown by Apple would remove them from the app store. And I'm sure credit card processors would drop them as well. Basically destroying the company by force. We've seen this happen before. We've seen this happen to Gab. We've seen it happen to Parler. We've seen it happen to people. Milo, Alex Jones. How, we, we've seen this happen to individuals. Everyday people out there. Get vaccinated or you don't exist. Okay? Spotify is in a back-against-the-wall situation, and they did all that they can to stand up uh, and defend Joe Rogan at a point where they just can't do it anymore. And I think we, to a certain extent, I feel like we need to respect, uh, at least not boycott them and freak out, okay? At the very least, I think we should say, well, we lost, we... Us and Spotify and Joe Rogan, we all lost this battle, okay? Let's submit to their demand of a COVID warning. I'm fine with that. that's not that big of a deal. At least we're still here. At least we're still kicking. At least your show is not being censored, okay? Not that bad of a loss. We put up a good fight, okay? We might have won some things along the way, okay? But we put up a really good fight. Let's move on to the next battle because we're still here, okay? we still We still got them in the bag okay don't think so short-sighted and and smooth-brained and simple-mindedly anyway guys thank you for watching please a like subscribe to the publications on every single day if you can listen to flips of the show the joey saladina show on all the podcast apps uh go there right now subscribe we're also on spotify too the joey saladina show you can go there subscribe as well uh click all the engagement buttons thank you guys thank you guys so much for watching listening. peace out